sweet. So, guys, <laughs> welcome to episode 15 of the Humanity Jitsu podcast. And uh, I have a blue belt who says I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, Avril Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> no, if not honest. <laughs> I, so, Avril, do you want to tell everyone where you're from and where you train in case uh, they want to get around with you sometime? Okay, in case you're having a slow news day, um, I'm from Dublin. Uh, living in Milltown here. If you want to come and have a roll, that's Gracie Baja in Sandyford with Chris Bow is where I train. And uh, yeah, <laughs> let's go with the questions, Andrew. Back to you. <laughs> I uh, how did you uh, get into mar- how did you get into martial arts and uh, did you train anything else before you started? <laughs> yeah, you can tell this is going to be a very serious call. Um, how did it- Oh, business. I have business all day. I mean, this is this is fun time. Um, I didn't like as a kid. I did probably two classes of karate. Never went back, and I don't know two classes of judo. Never went back. I don't know. Um, and then I was working in a hotel on reception in 2009 when the UFC was in Dublin. Uh, I think it was the first time it was ever here. And we had some fighters staying in the hotel. Um, I think Dennis Kang was fighting on it. Um, I don't know who he was fighting. And Bill the Butcher Masterson. And I started chatting to these weird looking dudes that wandered through reception. And they started telling me what they were doing. And I Googled them started looking up MMA and then in 2010 I joined a kickboxing club first um, in Ashburn and then got to know a bit more and joined SBG then after a while. So yeah, that's my first foray in 2010, quite a while ago. Yeah. Since you said you went to two kickboxing kick classes and two Muay Thai, sorry, two uh, judo classes and karate classes, why did you go to two classes of every other martial art under the planet so you could say you're like a trained killer or something? No, I think I was like eight years old and it was in the community centre and I got dropped off there and then I was like, no, it's not for me. Ah, well, yeah, it looks like you have to do two judo classes again, so. <laughs> do you know what, actually, I went back, um, I, I missed being a white belt, so I went and joined a judo club just before uh, lockdown started um, because I wanted to kind of improve my takedown game, which is I have about two takedowns, um, and it wasn't bad at all. Went back, loved being a white belt. You know, teach me things, no expectations. It's great. <laughs> well, uh, I can imagine your frustration when you get good at judo and then you're inevitably a blue belt again, and you have double blue belts. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Too many expectations. <laughs> I, I don't uh, even know what the belt grading system is in judo. Is it is is there a blue belt? I don't know. I think yeah, there is. There's a. I think it's white, yellow, fucking. There's something. Then there's green. Then there's blue, and then brown and black. Yeah, I should probably do a Google if if the um if the coach Anderson ever listens to this podcast I'll get whomped through the air yeah I, I should get a, a young Jamie like Joe Rogan like Yo, young Jamie you know, <laughs> where's my assistant I actually had two judo black belts on like, a while ago I should have just fucking asked them <laughs> to clear it up 
<laughs> send, send them a WhatsApp message or something there. <laughs> oh, man. I say Sean David went to hear, went to talk my ear off about judo. I'll just do another fucking podcast with that. <laughs> Nobody did any research for this call whatsoever. Entirely. Nice. This is uh, professionally unprofessional. I, I pride <laughs> myself on my unprofessionalism. Yeah, but uh, no, didn't didn't want to um, be some kick-ass martial artist. It just sort of happened. <laughs> Here we are, like by accident. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like ah oh, man, I'm, a, I'm good at I'm good at jujitsu now. Fuck man, I didn't even plan on that shit. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good at getting choked out over and over and over and over and over again and keep coming back. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, well, uh, what was uh, the early days of your training like? And was there anything in particular you struggled with, like a certain technique or concept or anything? Um, it was it was a weird one because I kind of went into, well, at the time I kind of went into jujitsu backwards. So I started wanting to do MMA, and I had started kickboxing and really enjoyed striking. So I ended in thinking, well, if I want to do MMA and I have to do grappling, well, then fair enough, I'll give it a try. But I'm never going to like it as much as striking. And then um, after a while, the grappling just took over. I don't think, a long time ago, like I don't think that there was any sort of concept that I struggled with apart from the entire fucking thing. Um <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was just, yeah, it was different. Like, you just sort of went in and there wasn't so much structure around. Like, now you have all these beginner programs and not that people are handled with kid gloves, but it's kind of like, okay, so we have 10 new people starting today and we're going to put them all in the same little group and we're going to bring them along and there's steps involved and everything. Whereas you just go in and you do a class and you're like, okay, so no idea what's going on. Now we're rolling, clap hands, bump sticks, <laughs> what's going on? Like, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but I think I just enjoyed the, the scrapping, really. The, um, yeah, just enjoyed Scra- having a mess. And the slagging, yeah, and the, the call-outs, <laughs> trash talk level 2000. Um, I'm not very good, like, because I went in from an MMA side of things, um, it was always like fight for top and, uh, you know, work from the top down and smash passes and all this kind of stuff. So I do like, I'm, I'm an ultra weight, ultra heavyweight in the IBJF, um, weight ranks. So like, I do roll like a heavyweight as well. So there is there's very little, I wouldn't say that I struggled with any techniques because there's very little technique going on here. Like it's it's more of a smash pass and go. Um, <laughs> but I, I always loved the scrapping and the little bit of um, confrontation. So yeah, do you have advice for new people? Like what's just your uh, advice for a new person that comes in just? Um, new person coming in well like I think first of all it's a martial art it's very um hands-on and it's very up close and personal um don't expect 
to feel comfortable with it straight away I suppose there will be a lot of like weird things that happen you'll end up in weird positions you will you'll need to tap and you'll tap out on your partner's ass and you're like oh I'm sorry that was weird or like hands will be in places you never expected to have places like <laughs> it's going to be uncomfortable for a while and that's okay and allow yourself to be like allow yourself to be bad at it you know it's like when I went to judo and put on the white belt like there's there's no expectations whatsoever and that is really refreshing and really freeing that you can just go in and be bad at something and not have any fear of failure like everything that you do is learning every time that you survive in a round and you don't get tapped say you've learned something you've kept yourself from being submitted you know even if all you did was frustrate your partner by having good frames making some space and, and moving like you know um but definitely like you have to be able to have a laugh at yourself as well because the slagging can be unmerciful um <laughs> in gyms um and I suppose understand like you don't have to accept every role as well sometimes when people go in and they don't know different gyms have different rules obviously and I think some some places might expect you to do every round but most are okay like if you've gone in and you've done like you've already done a 40 minute session and you're new to this and it's there's adrenaline flying and you're tired and you'd also like to maybe watch a few rounds and see how other people do it um or you're trying you you're trying to hide from that fucker over there that like hunts all the new people because he wants to practice arm bars over and over and over and over or wrist locks and you're just going to get smashed like it's okay to just chill and be like no I'm gonna sit this round out and just allow yourself to be crap I would say mm. it won't be forever now nah, you know it's all it's all a learning experience it's all just the way of it you gotta embrace the suck mm. exactly yeah so, uh, so what was uh your first competition like and uh how'd it go um my first competition I think it was 2014 um and there was only one other girl registered um i won that one so i was very happy um how did it go i think i won by an advantage um <laughs> i think we went at each other like i don't know two fucking dump trucks um and then I think she pulled guard and I was passing or I, I yeah I was I was attempting a smash pass but didn't actually get passed and then it was over it was wild and then we went down this was in a competition that was in um SBG when they were in Concord and there was the cage down the end of the gym and uh we had that competition i won and she obviously wasn't very pleased i think she's a, i can't remember her name but i think she's a purple belt now um trains at Olga down galway i think i could be wrong she was at a ladies open that there just remember um and we went down to the cage down the end and did like three or four more rounds where i think i won one of them and she proceeded to smash me for the rest of the time <laughs> 
Do you, have a, do you have a preferred rule set to compete under? Um, no, honestly, I do not know the rules. Um, in terms of points and stuff, obviously, I know the rules of like don't don't fish hook or oil check. Um, but <laughs> I just go in and uh, try to do good things until timer stops and they tell me I've won or I get a submission that's all mm-hmm. uh, see I prefer grappling industries because they just allow more of va- more varied fucking submissions you know they allow they actually allow heel hooks in the advanced division of nogi I just know I haven't one. been I haven't been disqualified yet so I'm good uh-huh. I got disqualified once uh, never again you scumbag <laughs> well in my defense it was my first ever fight and it, they said I slammed him, but it wasn't a slam. It was a baby slam, if anything. Like, he was on my back. He had shitty hooks. So I turned him. Like, I was turtled up, and he took my back. So I, like, turned him around to a closed guard, and I put his back on the floor. Like, if they wanted to give me a penalty for a baby slam, I wouldn't have complained, but they just disqualified me. Hello, like, you're explaining you're losing. <laughs> uh, look, I, I even I even know this dude who frequently referees matches for the IBG, IBGF. And even he said that wasn't a fucking slam. And the fucking IBGF are the most picky bastards on the planet. So, <laughs> you know, let's just be real. Oh, that's awful. I just, I'm happy. I just know I haven't been disqualified yet, so I'm happy out. Um, but yeah, basically, I just try to do good things and hope I win. Do you have a favorite submission? Um. It's not a fancy one, but my most successful one is a Kimura because I just, uh, I have an absolutely sick cross face um, and it leaves me in a nice position to Kimura everybody. So that's that's what I do. <laughs> that's just mean. What the hell's wrong <laughs> and, with you? And wrist lock. Oh yeah. No, I love, I love the, when you're just killing someone with a cross face and they can't move and you've got their hips blocked as well and they're just, Oh, mistraining. <laughs> I miss I miss strangling people. I tell you, my leg, my I fucked up knees, and my knees are even worse now that I haven't frequently been heel hooked. They're worse now. Oh, so you're not getting a nice stretch on them? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I'm not getting I'm not, I'm not getting more uh, mobility in my knees because they're getting bent and stretched frequently. Like, what the fuck? You know, have like a, a housemate or someone at home that can you can explain what a heel hook is. Ugh. I'm I miss hearing all those pops and crunches and snaps. I miss it. I miss the the gurgle. You know, when uh, like you're doing guillotines or something, and like when there's a class of guillotines and all you can hear is like, <laughs> or them like grunting because they don't want to tap. Or they're like, <clears throat> like they're just being really stubborn, and you can hear them like grinding their teeth because they they don't want to fucking tap. Yeah, such beautiful sounds. <laughs> or, or afterwards, once you tap them, they're like, "For fuck's sake!" Or, uh, "How would you get that shit? That's crazy." I mean, like, just the, all the fucking little things. I miss them so much. Yeah. Yeah, well, I see. One thing I'm always curious about is, um, what was your first seminar, and do you remember what was taught at it? Um, I think my first ever seminar was Matt Thornton's seminar. Um, what was taught? 
it was a grading. Um, what was taught, couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you. Um, I remember afterwards, um, like a few years after a seminar from, I'm going to mangle his name, Prit Michelson, 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 um, where he taught us uh, roast chicken guard. <laughs> what the fuck is roast chicken guard? <laughs> um, it's basically keeping basically keeping everything tight, keeping everything active. You know, when someone's attacking your guard, they you just stay locked up, nearly locked up like a ball um, is how I could explain it. I think he, he has weird names for his stuff. Um, I should probably Google that to even see if I'm calling it the correct thing. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was Rose Chicken Guard. Hmm. And Maybe it was the rotisserie chicken or the chicken skewer. <laughs> yeah. Concepts like that. See, I'm not a, like, I'm not someone who studies um, over and over and over these techniques. Like I'm chicken guard. No, that's the world's best automatic chicken coop opener. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, YouTube, the YouTube video below, it says Prip Michelson, the grilled chicken guard. So yeah, grilled chicken guard, not roast chicken guard. Okay, um, grilled chicken. If anyone's interested, yeah. In do you remember? Yeah. Uh, do you remember your Go most on. recent? Do you remember your most uh, recent seminar that you attended? Um, last was it last year? Yeah, last Paddy's Day. What was the most recent one? I could be missing a seminar or two in between. The one I remember from last year was um, Braulio Estimates. Um, annual seminar in uh in Dracy Baja and that was very good he has uh, some nifty guard passing stuff um that he was teaching us and again he's calling everything after animals so uh I think there was something to do with a crab and a horse <laughs> you sure it wasn't a donkey like donkey guard definitely wasn't donkey guard no. Yeah, fuck, fuck Donkey Guard. It's fucking stupid. I just, I, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not someone. I, I struggle with uh, naming techniques because I just do stuff. Like I'm not someone that that studies video a lot, or mm. um, I find what works as I'm rolling, and that's what I go with. Um, because like I'm, yeah, I'm in my thirties now. I've been around for like. 10 years and I'm working and studying and everything so I'm just I'm just in jiu-jitsu enjoying it you know uh, see um <laughs> do you ever name a move after yourself <laughs> I have not but I would like the smash pass to be named after me um like uh, you just gotta work with like uh the pun work like personally for me I'm really good at the anaconda chokes I call it the andrewconda so you gotta tr try to find something like that. There's not much that rhymes with Avril or goes with Avril in any way whatsoever. Mm. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll try to come up with a pun name for for a move. I came up with a few for my boyos. Like I tried to just, I'm a, I'm the pun master. <laughs> you can do your best. I don't think you're gonna get much. Um, uh, well, much I might. 
<laughs> so, yeah. Have you ever learned something from a seminar that's become like a mainstay in just your, your role in, in general? Like you've integrated very well. Oh, definitely. Like the stuff that I did with um, with that seminar, uh, with Brownlee's seminar, like very, very useful. Um, especially he said it doesn't work so well for, for larger people. But basically, like passing... Um, and it was, which is not normally recommended, but it was passing from the knees, and then if they get the chance to, to stand, to attempt to stand back up and um, getting them to the ground again, it's a great piece of control. I need to look it up. What to do with a crab? It's it's his new um his new material that he's teaching. But actually now, as I think of it, it's a uh, since it's a Gracie Baja seminar, it's probably secret, and I'll get kicked out for discussing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well by the time you're back training they would have forgotten about it and they wouldn't have they wouldn't remember that you're on a random podcast in the I'm, I'm of, discussing uh, inside the cult this is not allowed I'm gonna get I'm gonna get excommunicated <laughs> <laughs> okay so guys uh we got a few questions off the Instagram and uh we got a few good questions let's see so this was a long one. They actually sent it to Avril because they didn't put it on into the question thing because oh, no, no, question. because no one knows how to use the question tab apparently anymore. <laughs> God damn it! Maybe I should have put an arrow saying "There's here's the question tab." <laughs> uh, sorry, but this question was fucking long, so I had to break it down because like Kelly is a smart lady. I don't want to spend ages writing it down all fucking day. I got shit to do. <laughs> uh, and by that shit to do, I mean um, watch Netflix. And oh, sit yeah. around recording people on podcasts. Exactly. What else am I supposed to do with my time? <laughs> you know, so, okay. Uh, let's see. Those who think BJJ without comps is not really BJJ versus people who are doing it for a laugh. What's your sort of take on that? Um... Well, it depends on, I think anyway, it depends on your previous experience or how you train. Um, so if you look at the origins of jiu-jitsu and how the Gracies developed it, you know, dojo invasions are a big thing. So it's a martial art that was meant to be tested, meant to be tried. Um, and if you are the only person of your stature in your gym, um, say like Kelly there put the question in, um, she's a small lady, I'm 5'10 and like 85 kilos, so, you know, I dwarf her. So if we roll together, is she really testing whether her jiu-jitsu works? against someone her own size you know obviously there's a self-defense aspect as well you want to test your jiu-jitsu against someone who is larger than you to see kind of keep you safe but in terms of technical ability um if you don't test yourself against someone who is the same size as you um belt level um and even with the with the age brackets you know age-wise do you know if your jiu-jitsu is technically correct? So I, I would agree with it in that sense. But then again, if 
some person comes in off the street and they just want to learn jujitsu and their background is say um an active service military background why the hell do they need to put themselves under pressure you know what i mean they've been in pressure they've been in fights before they know they can handle themselves but they want to learn a martial art and they just want to learn jiu-jitsu and have a role and have fun then it's probably less relevant see um since you brought up the self-defense thing there for a sec see i had a suggestion with my last guest that we should teach uh like you, you see guys going to like uh, and teaching like girls self-defense seminars jiu-jitsu stuff i think one move they should, should really teach is an imani role to heel hook because i know say <laughs> say someone's like uh wanting to beat the shit out of you or something if you fucking heel hook them and break their knee apart they're not going to get up and chase you like so what solved. if their friend comes around the corner and you're on the ground because you dived there uh well uh, i say rip the heel hook break their ankle break their knee and then run for hell because you know they're going to be screaming on the floor and their friend will probably if they're if, if they're any real friends they'll go and see what the deal is with their boy after their knees busted uh, I think in a in a self-defense situation, I think it is absolutely the worst idea possible to voluntarily put yourself on the ground. Ah, nah, heel hooks work. <laughs> Have you not seen that video? It was so if you, funny. If you end up there, fine, you know how to heel hook. But um, no, and, and the other thing I just really get my goat is these girls' self-defense seminar. Let's put this early version out there so that uh, so that the girls like you know don't have to actually engage with jiu-jitsu. Let's just put the shitty early version out there. I'm like, no. Yeah. See, like, there's some they do that with like other sports as well. Like, we're like, uh, do you ever see these like kicks kickboxing classes that they advertise like women classes, but it's like no touch shit. Like, how do you know it's not fucking? How do you know it's working if you're not fucking touching each other? That's just you're t- you're treating the women like fucking children at that at that point. Yeah, I think like, God, I could go on an hour long rant about this. Basically, it comes back to what I was saying about the um, jujitsu in competition or not. Like, if you teach someone self defense, but they don't use it and they don't use it against someone larger like I'm not gonna say like me I'm 5'10 you know I'm not a very vulnerable person I'm not going to be attacked by someone well most likely unless they're like completely psycho I'm not going to be attacked by someone who's half my size if I was attacked it would be from someone who was a very large person um, and they would probably attempt to throw me on the ground. And like, unless you have come up against someone who is larger than you, and there has been physical contact, you're not going. You're not going to react and use your self-defense because you're going to be too stunned by hitting the deck, by falling on the ground, or being thrown, or being punched. Like, unless you've actively practiced this stuff, the self-defense is going to be pretty much useless unless you're a very tiny percentage of people who remember you know even people who are trained sometimes there's certain situations and they they forget they don't react immediately it's not an instinctual thing so yeah uh, you know you know one thing that always confused me so uh you see these like these women's self-defense things it all just revolves around kicking a guy in the balls but what if they get what if, what if they get attacked by a woman what are they going to do then <laughs> that's what i'm always wondering um, it's like that episode I, of King of the Hill. 
um, well, I suppose they're they're looking at. I mean, you know, if you're talking about Krav Maga, um, and look, I've I've no issue with anything where there's there's active practice against a you know properly resisting opponent where it's realistic. Um, but again, it's you're talking about a self-defense situation. All you want to do is give the person that you're teaching the means to get away from their attacker. So in a self-defense situation, or if I was teaching self-defense and someone asked, like, should I just kick him or knee him in the balls? Yeah. <laughs> and run. You know, Obviously, don't do it's just the, after that. Uh, see, it's just what I'm saying is, like, you see that, like, all the fucking time, but I'm just thinking, what if they get attacked by a woman? Like, what are they going to do then? Gonna Dude, it hurts, too. It hurts us, too. <laughs> well, not nearly as much, but you, you get my not point. Not nearly as much, but it is not pleasant. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, finally, the next Instagram question. Uh, do you have any top tips for being a woman in jiu-jitsu? Um, it's, I, I suppose it's very similar to anyone starting out. Um, all the things I said earlier like you know you can't take yourself too seriously don't expect to be treated with kid gloves um, for women okay there's a slight difference in terms of you're going into usually a completely male dominated sphere um, that's not necessarily a bad thing like most of my training even though I'm friends with some great girls were in different gyms and a lot of the time like there, there are lots of women in GB but like um, my friends going back years are all training in, in different gyms and oftentimes we are the only women on the mats because we might be you know the only coloured belt or you know, just training the longest and have lasted. Um, guys are fantastic but be prepared to be the only woman on the mat and that's okay because it's not a disability <laughs> um, usually they're more scared of you than you are of them <laughs> um, in terms of like they don't want to come across as a creep so sometimes I have found where if you go into a class and it's one that you don't normally attend it might be a bit quiet because they don't know you and they don't want to be the dude that's like running straight up and, and being like oh hey you know do you want to partner with me because they don't want to come across as, as creepy or they don't want to hurt you they maybe have never trained with a woman before so they don't know their limits they don't know what's allowed um so what you might have to do if you're starting out as a woman going into mixed classes is um just bully someone into being your partner <laughs> um what what I do even now sometimes I go into a class and it might be a whole bunch of people that um I know from the gym but I've never trained with because there's big numbers or something like that so what I will do is spot someone and while the teaching part of the class is going on I'll sort of maneuver around till I'm standing beside the person that I want to partner with and then the coach will say, okay, pair up. And then I will just pretty much like either stand in front of them making awkward eye contact until they give me the nod, or I'll just tell them, you're my partner. 
that's a, that's a great way to get a partner that you want. Okay. Yeah, but um, basically, it's it's okay to be the only woman on the mat. Like, there's there's probably someone else on the mat that's having a shit day because they're the only person who's just been told their wife is divorcing them or you know someone kid is sick or someone's having job problems or whatever like being the only woman on the mat is no issue whatsoever it's not a disability you just go in you just train and enjoy it okay so guys we've reached a segment of the podcast i like to call a round of specifics just a bunch of round random questions some about jiu-jitsu some aren't about jiu-jitsu so avril do you want to do a round of specifics i don't know but i'll do it anyway <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. What was uh, your favorite TV show growing up? Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> What's it? Uh, fucking. I never saw that show, but I remember your one who played. You've Buffy never seen it. Buffy. Nah, that that was before my time. Kids today, right? Go on. What's the next yeah. question? Uh, well, uh, do you remember your one who played Buffy? I think she was like fucking. Daphne Sarah Michelle Scoob- Geller. Yeah, she was Daphne in the Scooby Doo live action movie. I'm like, that's such a weird fucking uh, leap between uh, roles. <laughs> yeah, she she's done others, but yeah, yeah, actress, <laughs> you know, change in role. <laughs> that's just it's, it's quite a leap. Uh, what's it? Uh, what's the first uh, video game console you had, and what was uh, your favorite game in it? Sega Mega Drive and Taz, the Tasmanian Devil. Ah. Uh, Hey, um, what's it? What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Oh God. Um, um, I don't know. Pass, pass. <laughs> uh, who's uh, the most famous person you've rolled with? Um, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Ashling Davies gonna kill me, and so will Chris Fields and Paddy Hulahan. The most worldwide famous person is. Connor from back in the day. Um, but can I save myself by saying my favourite role is when Ash beats me up? Is it who? Ash Davy. Oh, okay. I might try to get her on. She, I've heard a lot. People have recommended her a lot. Ash is a savage. Yeah, you should totally have her on. Mm. Uh, what's uh, the most embarrassing injury you've ever, you've ever had, whether it be jiu-jitsu related or non-jiu-jitsu related? <laughs> most embarrassing injury um i broke my toe last year uh, how'd you break your toe <laughs> I, I zagged when i should have zagged and i got taken down by a white belt but in my defense she plays rugby for leinster so uh, okay yeah see i fucked up my toe before the quarantine like we were doing takedowns again and i got taken down by white belt and my toe bent like way too far downwards like it bent the right way but just way too far way too quickly plus the dude was heavier than me and my toe was fucked up for like three months. Like it's only better now because I had to take time off. But if you if you look back at pictures of me a while ago, you'd see there'd always be a bit of tape around my toe. I'm like, yeah, mine was just really annoying. It was a non-essential toe. Um, one of the what the second one in from the baby toe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, mine was the big toe. I think that one's always the worst when you get fuck and that one gets hurt. Yeah, it's either the big toe or the pinky toe. Those are the worst ones. All the in betweens are fine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you could ban one guard from competition, what would it be and why? Um, lapel guard purely because it frustrates me. Oh, well, I happen to love lapel guard, so. Well, we did agree you're a scumbag earlier for getting DQ'd, so the saga continues. 
Uh, that was a uh, that was a bullshit. That was a baby slam. So shut up. That was a baby slam. <clears throat> Fucking hell. Do you have any uh, nicknames or fighting names at the gym? At the gym, no. But Ash calls me Ab Smash. Ab Smash. <laughs> Uh, I'll try work that. Well, I, I'd say at the gym, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> oh, uh, anyone who knows Avril has to text me your your secret nickname for her. That would be amazing. I <laughs> uh, yeah. what's um your next holiday destination after quarantine is lifted? Um, God, I was supposed to go to Iceland to a BJJ Globetrotters camp in july but i don't know if that will be happening now they haven't cancelled yet so iceland or i might go back to thailand to do some training and random shit next year do you prefer training in the morning or in the evening uh jiu-jitsu in the evening weight training or strength training in the morning uh, see, so, um, do you prefer cats or dogs? God, you can't ask me about dogs. Ah, uh, yeah, dogs are better, hands down, no debate. Everyone, shut up. <laughs> What's uh, your favorite junk food? Uh, too much. Purple snacks. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, uh, I'm sort of torn between them and pink classic pink snacks, but we can all nah. agree that yellow snacks fucking suck. Purple snacks. Hands down. Uh, Fight me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm humming and hawing about pink or purple. Uh, but, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> the next one. What's uh, your la- What was the last Halloween costume you wore? And on a scale of 1 to 10, how ridiculous was it? Uh, I think I... <laughs> I want to pass this question. Um, I think it was two or three years ago. I dressed up as like some weird sort of medusa yoke but yeah it went it went badly so medusa um, <laughs> but not a good one okay not a good uh if you speak any other languages i understand some german from school but i don't like to speak it back because i'm very bad at it but yeah a little bit I'm i think it's I think it's impossible, like, if, if you're shouting in German, even if you shout something, like, uh, nice or just uh, inconsequential, it sounds like you're, like, saying Nazi shit. No, I never, I never think it sounds bad. If anything, it sounds, to me anyway, a little bit uh, bad. Some German, I'm not going to finish that sentence. Anyway, next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I can't even read my own writing. Uh, Jevin, any other martial arts you're interested in besides jiu-jitsu? Uh, judo and Muay Thai. Do you have a favourite historical period? Like, say you had a time machine, where would you go first? Um, I would not like to live there, but I enjoy um, sort of medieval history. I do like to read a lot of medieval history, so sort of 1200s to about the 1600s. Mm. I quite like. Aye. Do you have a favourite philosophical quote? Uh, you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, do you prefer gi or no gi? No gi. Mm. Do you have a favourite music genre? 
country. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking country. Uh, do you have a favourite song to roll to? Um, no. No, I don't give a shit if there's music playing. I just roll. Uh, is there a movie you like but everyone else hates or uh, vice versa? Oh, I don't think everyone hates it. I, I, I love The Blind Side. The fuck's yeah. The Blind Side? Oh, listen, you need an education, right? Sandra Bullock plays an absolute blinder in this emotional roller coaster. It's actually a true story. Um, it is about a kid who is homeless. He's a, a black kid in the South um, who is very, very good at sports, but he's homeless and he um, is a very nice lad. He's from like the bad part of town. And this lady comes along, her and her family adopt him um, and raise him and support him and uh, he gets picked for one of the biggest um, college teams and then he gets picked uh, for, for football for uh, one of the biggest NFL teams and uh, it's just a really good feel-good story and I'm not doing it justice whatsoever but it is a fantastic line side. Um, give it a watch. Make your heart happy. Yeah, I ain't into that feel-good shit. I'm, it's not my thing. Yeah, you're missing out. But anyway, that's your shout. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's just say uh, when you die, uh, you went to heaven and like uh, you have to convince St. Peter to let you into heaven. What do you say to him? Now, keep in mind, um, you only have to get past the gate because they can't kick you out afterwards. So you can trick him. You can <laughs> you can just lie to him or you can fucking power double him. Everything's on the table. What do I say? Yeah. God, I don't know. And just be like, here, listen, you can see down there, right? Yeah. You well, know they, how, they have a lot of people yeah, to look you over. So fun, <laughs> you know how fun coppers looks on a Saturday night. I'm bringing that here. Let's go. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah. uh, we have a bit of a moral conundrum here now. So, uh, would you rather cure cancer or solve world hunger? Ooh. Um, God, that is a difficult one. Mm-hmm. Solve world hunger, I think, because the potential of those kids that are dying from hunger could be that one of them is going to cure cancer in the future. Mm, that's a pretty good argument. I can't, don't have any, can't uh, find any fault in that. Uh, can you do any impressions? Nope. <laughs> Oh, go on. Can you not try any? I, I, no, I don't have any uh, creative talent like that, unfortunately. Sorry to disappoint. I don't even No, I'm more of a sarcastic uh, comment person. Yeah, we got a bit of a, we got a, this question kind of relates to Tiger King in your, in your opinion. Yeah. In your opinion, uh, could you, do you think you could pull off a handlebar mustache? Um, with style and class, yes. <laughs> uh, do you uh, prefer Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? Mortal Kombat. 
Ah, finally, an intellectual on this podcast. <laughs> sure, uh, in a few days, they're adding a Robocop to the new Mortal Kombat game. Okay, I was not aware of that. I don't play games, I just like Mortal Kombat. Hmm. So people can finally settle uh, Robocop versus the Terminator, because the Terminator was already in it. That's obviously going to be the Terminator. Ooh, I de- I think it would depend on where they're at, like uh, and what equipment they have, because Robocop which, has a jetpack. Well, Robocop has a jetpack with rocket launchers and a fucking rocket launcher arm as well, with a flamethrower on it. Mm. That take that. Well, well. Let's see. Uh, well, you know, he could burn off the fucking Terminator skin and then like. Uh, Look how you're arguing. I'm not even arguing back. I really no, just, don't care. Sorry, I was, I was just trying to get in. Like, I, I had to fucking... Like, oh, no, see, I had this argument with someone the other day. Not even on the podcast, but I was just thinking, man, fucking, fucking Robocop beat the Terminator. That, that's, that's my opinion on that uh, tangent. Yeah, see, uh, what's the number one thing on your bucket list? Uh, don't have a bucket list. I don't have a bucket list because when I want to go and do something, I just go and do it. Just mm. be happy. Hi. Uh, do you believe in aliens? Nope. Hope not. Hope oh, there's nothing out there. <laughs> oh, well, I think it'd be pretty cool if aliens existed. No. <laughs> I don't want to know. There's, there's too much at stake here. We don't know whether they're good aliens or bad aliens. Um, uh, let's let's just say they're neutral aliens. Like they they don't give a shit about humans at all. Like they don't care. Well, then why does it matter if there are aliens? Mm, fair enough. Uh, okay, here's a good one. Uh, if you became president of Earth, what's the first thing you do? Um, tase Donald Trump. Ooh, that's a bit, that's a bit mean. He'd fucking I'd say he'd fucking die if he did that. Since he's like, how fucking old is he? I don't know. I'd say like a low voltage. You could probably get away with it. Mm. Ah, well, what, you say that just give him a bit of a fright. But that could <laughs> kill him as well, the heart attack shit. Yeah, I'm terribly concerned about that. Uh, f- fair enough. Uh, let's see. What's, uh, would you rather have super strength or super speed? Super speed. Mm. Finally, someone who didn't answer that saying, oh man, that's all good, but I want some healing powers so I could do more jiu-jitsu. <laughs> No, super speed. I'm happy with that. Uh, what's the most valuable relationship advice you could give anyone? <laughs> Don't take relationship advice from me. <laughs> uh, well, that's the most honest not, one I've received yet. <laughs> I have not got this, okay? If ever I give you some advice and I'm like, I seem like I have my shit together, do not take that advice. Uh, the only thing I'm comfortable giving people advice about is like uh, fucking how to l- annoy people with lapel guard. I can I can do like in terms of relationship advice, I can do a hot or not. I can help you with that. Um, I can help I can help people with um, are they tall enough, short enough, um, or what to wear going on your date. In terms of actual successful relationships. I'm out. I'm tapping out. Can't help you there. So what? Uh, you're just relegated to wing woman status? Yeah, I'm a fantastic wing woman. Ah, mm. uh, well, someone's got to do it. 
Uh, if you could teleport anywhere in the world right now, let's say there wasn't a fucking virus bullshit going on, where would you teleport? Koh Tao in Thailand. And then uh, I well, go Ah, uh, well, that's good. Uh, do you have a favourite serial killer? No, I don't watch true crime stuff because I get too creeped out. I don't watch scary movies because of the same thing. So... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> do you have uh, do you have any phobias? Um yeah, slugs and snails just they creep me the fuck out, so don't like that. What what'd you say? I could slugs, uh, slugs and snails. Ah, okay, yeah. So you don't like uh SpongeBob's pet snail Gary? What the nope. hell? No, nope, not a fan of Gary. You heartless monster. <laughs> Ah, yeah, yeah, that's it. If you could have any movie car, what what would you pick? And keep in mind, um, if it, let's say the car can shoot rockets or something, uh, the, you, you that your car can shoot rockets as well. Like it's not just a car; it can do everything it can in the movie. And you can't pick the DeLorean for Back to the Future. Why would I want the DeLorean? I, well, it's a time machine. I would cruise around in Bumblebee. <laughs> well, let's, would you get him to rip ATMs out of the walls? Get him to transform real quick. Um, no, probably just me and Bumblebee head to the beach, chilling, play some tunes. Uh, which one would you pick? His a uh, shitty Camaro at the start of the movie? Is a uh, good like because there's like a bunch of different ones of them in each movie. I'd probably go for the shitty one. Yeah, you haven't seen my car. That'd be a step up. <laughs> oh, well, not to mention he's a fucking robot from another planet, so that's an immediate step up. Step up. And and he has uh, cannons that he can fire anyway, so. Mm, yeah, fair enough. I'd say that the talking through the radio thing would get annoying. It's like um, it's like a riddle. Like a guessing game. Half of the time, anyway. It's a fucking enigma wrapped up in a riddle, wrapped up in a conundrum. Maybe there's tunes, and we're okay with that. <laughs> I uh, what would you describe as your weirdest quirk, if you have any? Um, how long have we got? Uh, <laughs> uh, we have uh, five hours and ten minutes. Um, I don't know. God, what is my weirdest quirk? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a quirk. Skip. Pass. Pass. I've loved quirks. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that. I'll get. I'll get some of your friends to send me some quirks. Say, ah, she. She always does like a million slapping bumps before we even roll. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, what was your least favorite subject in school? Um, chemistry. Uh, not a fan of that shit. It's too much maths in that. Uh, you didn't. So you didn't like Breaking Bad and decided to copy it. Do you know what? I have only ever watched two episodes. I think of Breaking Bad. Really? Mm. Fucking hell. You gotta, you gotta Don't get you your... me. You have not watched Buffy. Fucking Don't Breaking, Breaking Bad is one of the greatest TV shows ever made and Buffy the Vampire Slayer is just fucking... An entirely cult classic, so... Oh, God. Well, did it, did it have an amazing spin-off show and a great movie as well? Uh, yeah. Really? Did it now? Yeah. Really? <laughs> what's, what's the spin-off show of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Um... 
that one where Angel goes off on his own and uh, there's also a movie and Better Call Saul is not a fantastic spin-off show. Saul is oh, a bit of a whoa, whoa. Better I said Saul. it. I said what I said. Is, I think it's better than the original and it, it surpassed the original anyway, every other way. Like I think Better Call Saul is fucking amazing. And El Camino was okay. Let's see. Before we get into a debate about Breaking Bad versus Buffy the Vampire Slayer again. Before you start debating yourself as well, because you're just wrong. I'm not, I'm not debating myself. I'm not debating myself. <laughs> yes, you are. Have you ever been on a really, really terrible date? Um, yeah, loads and loads. Um, I think the, the worst recent one well, recent as in like last summer, because they're illegal now. Um, <laughs> was chatting to a guy on Tinder who I arranged to meet, and he showed up, and it turned out he was a catfish and drunk when he showed up, um, and also he showed up like twenty minutes late or something. So oh, uh, was that the, was that the linchpin? The fact he showed up late, you're like yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, catfish wasn't even an issue. <laughs> like Who cares that he's drunk? <laughs> and he's drunk, that just means he's fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty bad. So I, I just told him that I was leaving and I think he just, I don't think he even registered and he just went back to drinking his pint. Um, God, I had some doozies. Um, I once this is not technically a date story but I, I once showed up to a guy's house who I was seeing and um, knocked on the door and this was years ago so it was okay that he lived with his mother um, knocked on the door and his mother answered the door uh, looked at me and went oh it's you slammed the door in my face and walked away how lovely <laughs> oh, it's fun I'm kind of glad it's illegal at the moment uh, ah, well, makes no real difference to me. <laughs> What's that? Do you have a spirit animal? Um, no. Although, well, possibly my dog Benny, who likes to bite people, I kind of relate very closely to him. Um. <laughs> Fucking bite <baby. laughs> uh, so, uh, What mythical creature do you wish existed? Uh, unicorns. Yeah, shit, sir. Yeah, why do you wish unicorns existed? Because so you can play like uh, throw throw the hoop on the unicorn thingy. Well, they always have like every uh, cultural tradition that mentions unicorns. They've got great powers. Um, they do good, and there's never like any downside except for men who get gored by the horn. But you know. They probably said some shit, so. Okay. <laughs> uh, what about the bicorn? That's like a unicorn, but with two horns. Um, you know, there's a, there's like a gazelle type animal in um, Africa that looks quite like that. So we already have them. Hmm. Let's see. I think unicorns are kind of shit compared to pegasuses. Like, depending, because some of them don't fly, but unicorns, but. Pegasus is always fly, so that would be a way better idea. Good point. Didn't think of them, but do they have other magical properties? I don't know. Well, they're a horse that can fly, 
So mm, that's that's pretty good. But unicorns are generally magical. What sort of magical? I don't know. I'm just remembering that I got my information from Harry Potter. So exactly, <laughs> the, the very it's very very illy defined uh, magical properties. But it's pretty clear cut what you get with a Pegasus. So you're not getting shafted if you wish for a Pegasus. Fair point. Mm. You know you know what to expect. A horse that can fly. <laughs> okay, so guys. We've reached the last question. Ooh. <gasps> Ooh. So, Avril, are you ready for the last question? Go for it. What's the most important lesson you've learned in all your years of training jiu-jitsu? Ooh. When things are going shit, make some frames and just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so long as you can breathe, you can survive. <laughs> okay so guys we're going to call it an episode there if you want to follow avril on instagram it's at abby murphy and uh avril do you have anything you want to say before we shoot off no thanks for having me it's been quite fun okay so see you later guys it was